This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, radio friends. How in the world are you? Nice to be back with you. And one of the things I enjoy the most is going different places here and there and having someone recognize the voice and say, Hey, you're you're, the, you're Brother Cook. And I would say, How did you know? I recognize the voice. <laughs> you know, nowadays, business and industry, and in the military as well, they've developed a technique that they call voice prints. No human voice is quite like any other human voice. In the case of some of us, that's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, they, they, they've got it so that you can speak to your, your door lock and it will unlock when you speak to it. Nobody else can quite make it because the machinery inside is calibrated so as to respond to the delicate wavelengths of your voice. It's interesting, isn't it? Voice. Well, anyhow, here we are together and we're looking at the Word of God. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And I gave you the outline, as I see it, of that first part of the chapter, which goes down to about verse 12. After that, he starts talking again about this, the return of our Lord Jesus. But in that first part of the chapter, he talked about pleasing God. And the way it works out is you please God by living a holy life. That's verses 1 to 8. By exhibiting brotherly love, verses 9 and 10, and by exhibiting the and living the values that we would call Christian values, a quiet life, minding your own business, working hard, being honest, and successful. That brings us then through verse 12. Well, now let's talk about this for a while, shall we? He said, this is the will of God. I'm reading now from verse 3. This is the will of God, even your sanctification that ye should abstain from fornication. Every one of you should know how to possess his vessel. It's talking about your body. In sanctification and honor. Not in the lust of concupiscence, as the Gentiles which know not God. No man should go and defraud his brother in any matter. The Lord is the avenger of all such. God has not called us to uncleanness, but unto holiness. So if you despise God's command, you're despising the Holy Spirit of God. That's what he says there. I'm paraphrasing it as we go rapidly through it. Now he said, this is the will of God, even your sanctification. God wants you to be set aside in a very special way for himself. This is the will of God, the sanctification of you. That's the Greek word hagiasmas which actually has to if you if you were to if you if you were to do it literally it is to make holy the idea of setting aside something for the special use and honor and worship of god going back over into timothy second timothy paul says if a man therefore purge himself from these that is these old sins and faults he shall be a vessel unto honor sanctified and meet for the master's use. Sanctified and meet for the master's use. 
I said Second uh, Timothy two twenty one. Uh, set aside for God to use. This is God's will that you, that is to say, your body, because that's the only way you have of expressing the person who lives inside it. You, your body, your mind, your attitudes, your relationships, your whole destiny set aside for God to use. Now, that doesn't mean that everything you'll do in life is going to be religious. It's impossible for most of us to do that. People look at, at me with uh, with uh, sort of a cynical air and, and say, well, Brother Cook, you know, some of us have to work for a living. We can't be religious all the time. Well, of course, I work too. <laughs> you can't You can't go around singing holy, holy, holy at the top of your voice and still get any work done. That isn't the point that God raises. He doesn't ask us always to be religious or to be pious. I have a, a cookism that I use sometimes in this connection. If you see a person who's always pious, you have to watch him because he's apt to lie about other things too. It's a pose that he or she has put on. So you cannot succeed in life by going around being always religious and pious and solemn and in a worshipful attitude. I visited at the headquarters of the Navigators years ago. This would have been, I guess, back in the 1950s. And uh, they were telling me that they had a, a system of, of breaking in to use the old expression, new uh, recruits to the work. And there were two illustrations of that. Uh, as I came there, I saw a man digging in the hot sunshine. He was sweating profusely and uh, had taken off his shirt, and, and his, uh, his uh, T-shirt uh, was stained with perspiration as he was working so hard. Digging... I said, what's he doing? Oh, our sewer is stopped up. He has to, he has to find where it's stopped up and, and clear it out. Oh, I said, is that one, one of the day laborers from around? Oh, no, they said. He's just, uh, <clears throat> he's just uh, mustered out of the, of the Navy. He was a lieutenant commander <laughs> in the Navy. Here he is cleaning out the sewer. Well, we went on up toward the, the main building and and we're walking on through, and <clears throat> I noticed a, a, a man sitting in a, a little a, a cubicle there. Um, it wasn't a very big room, maybe a, a six by ten, something like that. He was seated at a table, and he had in front of him all sorts of, of cards and packets. What he was doing, actually, was assembling what they call K-rations, the beginning the beginning set of uh, scriptures that are given to folk who have trusted Christ as Savior and Lord and who are now being started on memorizing scripture. He was assembling them. So I said, well, he looks interesting. I said, tell me about him. Oh, they said, he's another new fellow. He's just, just come out of the army. <laughs> That's Captain so-and-so. And there they had him working, assembling materials. Now, you'd think if a person had been a lieutenant commander or a, a captain, uh, that, you'd, uh, that you'd give him some other uh, 
some other kind of, of dignified work other than digging up a sewer. Huh? No, not really. I asked about that. and They said, well, you see, if a person is willing to do anything but do it for God, he's more apt to be successful in other things in life as well. And so these people were successfully passing the initial test in that uh, framework. The initial test of success was to be able to do the unglamorous and in the case of the man who was digging the smelly kind of work that didn't have any, any uh, uh, organ music and any ringing of church bells and any singing of hymns. All he had was to dig in that old stopped up sewer but he was doing it for the glory of God. Now that's the point I'm trying to make. Sanctification is the making of ordinary things holy because you do them for God. Let me tell you once again about my church member whose name was Mary. This goes back into the 1940s. She worked in a factory at an automatic machine which took in steel wire at one end and, and, and poured out millions of tiny little cap screws that used in the assembly of watches and because those were warriors, bomb fuses, at the other. And her job simply was to sit there and make sure the machine didn't jam and make sure there was enough wire at the beginning of the process so as to keep the machine functioning. To me, it looked to be terribly boring. And so I said to her one day, Mary, don't you get bored? And she flashed that beautiful Italian smile up at me, and she said, why, Pastor? No, I don't get bored, because I just look up and say, Lord Jesus, I'm doing this for you. You know, there's the, there's the, there's the secret. I'm doing this for you. To make holy the non religious activities of life because you're doing them for Jesus. And that, of course, then takes us over to Colossians 3, where Paul says, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as for the Lord and not just for people, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord. The word heartily is our word psyched up, excited over it because you're doing it for him. Now, that's the essence of this idea of sanctification. It's not that you start all of a sudden to look pious. We tend to think that somebody who looks religious is really so, and we always get disappointed, don't we? Human beings inevitably disappoint us. We disappoint each other. We fail. So that isn't the secret. No, this idea of sanctify means set aside for God's special use. And if you're a believer, of course, the Holy Spirit of God dwells within you. Paul gets around to talking about that in verse 8. God has given unto us his Holy Spirit. So the secret of living a sanctified life is to yield to the control of the sanctifier. The Holy Spirit of God dwells within you, believer, and he, when you yield to him, will lead you to do all that you do to honor your blessed Lord. It's a great truth, isn't it? 
Now, of course, he, he, he zeroes right in on the fact that the number one area which the devil attacks and where you and I need to give our primary consideration is your use of your body. Possess, every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. See, the, uh, the way you treat your body will determine how you treat other people. And so, uh, because the Holy Spirit dwells within us, we're not going to do and say things that are against the will of God because that grieves the indwelling Spirit of God. Paul says in Ephesians, Grieve not the Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. So, he says, the start of being set aside for God to use is to let the Holy Spirit control your use of your body. And that has to do with all of your relationships in life, not simply sexual, but every relationship in life in honoring God by the way we live. Well, we'll get at this some more the next time we get together. Father God, in Jesus' name, help us to live for Thee, body, soul, and spirit. Amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.